We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? Oh, I've never been so ready for anything in my life. <laughs> so last week... You've got a loaded rapid fire here, too. I tell so. you what, we're, we've got some more Marcus Freeman comments coming up in rapid <laughs> People are gonna fire. People are going to love you. So, I know. I know. We're just going to make everybody happy all over again because they want to hear from Marcus Freeman right now. So last week, we saw the miraculous 4th and 16 play. This week, it was the disastrous 4th and 11 decision in the fourth quarter by the head coach just under 10 minutes to go you're down by 11 points trailing 24 13 you've got the ball your own 35 a timeout is called by the defense and the head coach still keeps the offense on the field they decided to go for it on fourth and 11 game right and so you play percentage hey we either got to get a three and out that's at, at, at if we punt the ball and, and hopefully we get enough time to go to have two separate possessions or you try to convert right there and um, play the percentages of, okay, so even if you, you don't convert here and you go three and out, you force a kick the field goal, it's still a two-point game. And so that went into my decision. All right, so there's Marcus Freeman on the decision. Vince, is this – what do you think about this decision to go for it? I understand his reasoning, but it was ter- still a terrible decision. I mean – the defense was playing fairly well at that point. I mean, I, again, the defense played fairly well the entire game. You know, Jack Plummer never proved he could go the entire length of the field, really. I mean, consistently. I, I still don't think – like, I, I saw somebody in the uh, Irish Breakdown, you know, Facebook page, whatever, be like, you know, why'd they go get Sam Hartman? They should have gotten Jack Plummer. Like, oh, God. It's like – I just feel like people just took stupid pills for breakfast this morning. Yeah. But anyway, um, I would you still punt the ball. And I get where he's coming from, but with nine and a half minutes left, you still got plenty of time for two possessions, man. Like plenty of time. Like how much faith do you have in your defense? Not much is what that tells me. And the way the offense was playing, uh, that was not a smart call. Well, that's the thing. It, it's one thing to make that call but if you're going to make that call you need to have something you know again this goes back to your offensive philosophy you need to have something very specific dialed up right away that you think is going to get you 
that 11 yards, no matter, no matter what it is, you know, whether it's like a quick pump fake one way, and now you're, you're looking the other and you expect it, you know, someone to be one-on-one or, or like, and like a Chris Tyree in space, or even like Jordan Faison in space for that matter, the way he played on those two catches. So it's just, I, you turned an 11 point game into a two touchdown game. And then ultimately you scored one more touchdown after that, that it was basically garbage time at that point. And it's just, it was just not a good decision. And what you hope is this does not become the defining decision yeah. of Marcus Freeman's career. Nope. Completely agree with you. I mean, it was it was just a bad move. It was a bad move. Everybody in the stadium knew it was a bad move. And and uh, it did. It came NH says it came across as desperate. He's you're absolutely right. It did come across as desperate because he was desperate. He was. He, he was very point. desperate in that moment. Very. Let me ask you about a less talked about it wasn't really even discussed in the broadcast second and goal from the five or second and goal from the four and there was an ineligible receiver downfield for louisville notre dame takes the penalty to make it second and nine so you push it back five yards and then of course they get their first this is the first touchdown drive for louisville they score the touchdown on the next play I thought it was odd because one, you give them an extra down, even if you're pushing them back five yards, but two, you know, what do you always hear about the red zone and you're an offensive, you know, former offensive coordinator. Yeah. The space gets compacted. You gave Louisville more space to to run with out there and it ended up being pretty valuable. I thought that that was not a very good decision myself to take that penalty. What did you I never, think? I never thought about it until you brought it up in the rapid fire. And then I went back. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, you don't take that penalty because you're giving them an extra shot at the end zone. And I don't want to give anybody an extra shot at the end zone. Plus, you're giving them more space and and, and all of that. So I agree with your thinking on that. I, I was I never thought about it until you mentioned it. Like of all the things that happened in that game that were bad. <laughs> well, that's, see, that's I the thing. There were to too that. many other things that ended yeah. up happening that it got Correct. buried. But I had it in my notes at the time. And yeah. someone actually texted me about it. And I was like, well, this is worth bringing up, you know. It's just no, I agree with you. About Yet this, another so. bad decision. I know. And there was another one, I thought, toward the end of uh, the first half. It's it, Sam Hartman gets sacked. So it's third and 13, 58 seconds left. They call timeout. And Hartman ends up firing an incompletion on the next play. Notre Dame ends up punting. And it gives Louisville the chance. You know, they drove down. They end up missing a field goal at the end of the first half. But by calling that timeout, you're leaving Louisville with time. I, you know, like I feel like Marcus Freeman has been really judici- ju- judicious and pretty good uh, with, uh, you know, some of his decisions on how he's used timeouts. I felt like that was not one of the better decisions yeah, in that case. Because I, I don't want him spending timeouts to help the other team. Like I right. get calling timeouts because you want to give your offense an opportunity, you know, two minute drill, all that stuff. I get that. But yeah, I, I did not like at the moment. I didn't like that call to be honest with you. And I was shocked that they missed the field goal in that moment as well. Yep. I agree. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Irish. All right, so former football walk-on and lacrosse scholarship player Jordan Faison is now on a football scholarship. Here's Marcus Freeman on the receiver who caught his first touchdown pass in his first career game Saturday night. He he took the uh, the walk-on off, and Faison, are you kidding me? Do I not have this? I'll tell you what. Let's talk about something else. It doesn't look like I've... I've got that ready to go, but I can get it ready to go here. All right. Real quick. Give us another one. Yeah. Let me give you something else. Because <laughs> I'm very curious as to what he says here about this. Because that was like a, uh, you know, uh, how do I want to say this? That was about a half a million dollar uh, decision there. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. So how about the schedule? A lot of people mad about the schedule and its impact. Here's what Freeman said about that. I don't use that as a reason for a lack of performance now every week you evaluate how you prepare and and that's something that we'll continuously do what do we feel is best to get our guys prepared for this game and so as the head coach i take ownership of saying they weren't prepared the way we needed to be to be prepared to play mobile and so as i go back to this week and and the preparation say okay what do i believe what do we believe it's going to take to make sure Saturday night in Notre Dame Stadium we're ready to go. And so what I don't want to do, Ron, is, is, is use being tired as an excuse, right? And, and I don't want our players to use that as an excuse. We're not tired. You know, you, you, got, you play Saturday night, you got all day to rest, you know? And, and you know what? That's one part of being a, playing at Notre Dame is about, man, we're fortunate. We get four primetime games, and that's how we got to look. We get another primetime game versus USC, Notre Dame Stadium. And if you're not... If you don't have the bubbles in your stomach, then you're not the elite competitor we need you to be, right? I think when you say that, man, maybe we're tired, it's our fourth primetime game versus a ranked opponent and all these other things, 
that just leaves room for excuses, and that's something that I won't let our guys do. So what do you think about all this, Vince? I mean, we, we know it's it's not the easiest schedule, but what do you think about the impact potentially on the Irish? I, look, I think there's an impact. I, I think it's being overblown, though, to be honest with you. I don't I don't know. I, I don't. I don't subscribe to that as an excuse. I agree with Marcus Freeman. It's not an excuse for for losing those games. It I, I would put more of a uh, a fault on Marcus Freeman for not having his team ready emotionally because they weren't. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I think that it's it's much less about the schedule. Look, everyone has tough stretches in their schedule. Sure. At 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 some point and. You know, their night games, these are still young guys, right? You know, like they're they're 18 to 23, 24-year-olds. They're young guys. They're full of <laughs> they're full of energy. I know that they've got tough schedules. Now, apparently last week was midterms week. I was thinking it was this week, but it was last it's, week was midterms. Yeah, he said some people had midterms last week, some of them yeah. have them this week. Like, okay. And you know, and that's I know that that always has some impact as well that's you know like you wonder maybe how much of that they they definitely they did not they did not have near the fire that louisville had saturday night 100 whatever reason yep. you know, whether it was the schedule the way the last two games you know maybe what that took out of them some guys with midterms whatever it happens to be they did not have that fire correct and and i get that it's difficult to get up for every single game when playing Notre Dame is every other team's Super Bowl. Like I get all of those analogies and everything, but the bottom line is they weren't up for this game and it, and they haven't been up for the past two games and that's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. Sorry. So for some reason, my phase audio is lost. I don't know what happened to it. I had it earlier today and I can't find it, but we can just go ahead and talk about it. I'll play it tomorrow, but uh, we can talk about it. I mean, the bottom line is Jordan Faison came to Notre Dame as a walk-on on the football team and a scholarship lacrosse player. He They put him out there Saturday, cut a yep. 12-yard pass, then cut a touchdown pass. And now, because of the fact that he has played in a football game, they have flipped him over to a football scholarship. He's not on lacrosse scholarship anymore. He's now a scholarship football player, and Freeman did say he's going to continue to contribute going forward so what do you think of this development well like i said it's a major financial decision it's not coming out of marcus freeman's money obviously mm-hmm. um and i i need to clarify what people are saying in the chat uh he you know dk says it was a zero dollar decision wasn't he on scholarship for lacrosse he was on a scholarship for lacrosse that is accurate they don't give out full scholarships for lacrosse there are 12.6 scholarships for Division One lacrosse, 12.6. I just looked it up. Okay. So there's 50-plus kids on the lacrosse team. You're not getting full scholarships. Right. Okay? So he went from a partial lacrosse scholarship to a full football scholarship. That's a pretty big financial jump. Mm-hmm. Okay? So just want to be very, very clear on that. All right? So um, anyway... I think it was the right decision because they're so they're so um, you know limited in the wide receiver room because of injury and and all of those different things. They had to do it, and I I you know we've been talking about Jordan Faison for 
all of fall camp since and camp. Everything yeah. else. I mean, it's not no one, no one that was at practice is surprised that he did what he did. And no look, one. there have been a lot of people who still continue to ask about Braylon James, and this is not a knock on Braylon James, but when you look at how Jordan Faison played in fall versus how Braylon James played in fall, like this is a this is a deserved, well-earned scholarship. Jordan Faison was clearly uh, ahead of Braylon James and some other rece- you know scholarship receivers Correct. for that matter during fall camp and the the only reason that you know I, I think that it probably took this long one as you would have heard from Marcus Freeman <laughs> the soundbite was some injuries in recent weeks but two you know again the fact that he was on scholarship with another sport and so what they had to balance is if we're going to play this guy we can't just designate him as a walk-on who gets to play on the football team. He has to have a football scholarship. Yeah. Now, so that means they, they had to have, have one available. Yeah, and they did great. have yeah. a couple open scholarships still, so they're able to give that to him. Yeah. It was an it's a just because of the situation, it was it was it was a very a very interesting call. Um, you know, and now that he's on scholarship, you're going to see a lot more of him. I I do think that. I think you're going to see more of him. Not maybe not a lot more but anymore is a lot. So what's going to be interesting is he is a slot guy and they obviously have Chris Tyree and Jaden Greathouse. And, you know, it's like, it's in there. They're, they're doing well with slot receivers between those two, you know, as long as Greathouse is healthy, but now you throw Faison in there and he obviously did like, they need to figure out how they're going to get production out of these outside guys. That's the biggest issue they have right now. And he's asking how many uh, – Joe Allen asked how many – he's a true freshman, so all of them is yeah. what he had left. Yeah, so, like, he can – you know, he's only played in one game as of right now. So, depending on yeah, what he ends true. up playing it, he could potentially still end up redshirting or, you know. So, he has four full years of uh, of eligibility. He was only a freshman this year, freshman walk-on. So, Joe, thank you for the super chat. Joe, should we be concerned about Sam Hartman? I was at the Louisville game and during every media on-field timeout when the offensive staff and personnel huddled on the field, he stood by himself away from the team. You know, and I've seen some other comments like this. I will say it like, again, watching that game and especially re-watching when you can kind of see some of his, you know, it's hard to pick up all of it on TV, but he did have three interceptions at Louisville last year. And, you know, the fans were all over him and he had three fumbles in that game last year as well. And it did seem like maybe that first interception got in his head a little bit. I don't know if it was that or what, but I don't know. What do you think, Vince? I wouldn't read too much into one game, to be honest with you, as far as his body language or whatever. I mean, what about, you know, all the other things he's been doing for his teammates and all the other ways that he's been there for the, like, I, you can't discount all of that from one night. And there were plenty of other times on TV where we saw him and Gino Gadouli talking on the sideline while the defense was out, you know, on the field. So I just, maybe it's a thing, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll keep an eye on it during the USC game. But. I'm sure at the very least he was frustrated with himself yeah, for, probably, for yeah. his performance. You know, yeah. he's probably pretty hard on himself. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Anthony wants to know how many losses before you go to the young guys to get experience for next year. 
depends on the position that you're referring to. Is it a position where they're rotating or are you talking about benching guys? You're not going to bench guys. No, I'm sorry. Just be, just because they're a senior, you're not going right. to bench a guy just because they're older. You, you want to bench a guy because of the way they're playing. That's a different conversation, but you're not going to bench a guy just because there's a younger guy behind him. That that's how, that's what I would say to that. Yeah. No disagreement. Yeah. I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, I mean, the linebackers know, at- are playing fine, by the way. He, he said linebacker is the position he was referring to. What, what are the linebackers doing besides the stupid penalty by Marist? And like J.D. Bertrand had another good game as well, far as and, I could tell. And who is it that you're going to start playing right. in that position? We like, have shown you on multiple occasions how Jalen Snead is not ready for a full-time role. Yeah. So who's who plays? full-time like you know no you don't bench guys just because there's younger guys behind them right you know the bigger question is they all still have eligibility i believe for next year you know the question is are they coming back are they leaving what's going to happen correct facilitate inform you know i generally don't like the hypotheticals if we beat ohio state will we be undefeated right now sure it's hard it to say. You, it makes you feel better, sure. Yep. <laughs> Maybe the number three team in the country right well, now. Well, you know, we talked about it on Countdown last week. What if you had beaten Ohio State, but then you turned around and lost to Duke? How would the That's right. We know, did talk about how that. How different would the feel be Yeah. in that case? Yeah. It would sure stink. You'd have the same record, but it would sure stink. And I don't know. I'll go with I'll go with what you said, Vince. Let's make everybody feel good. If they had beaten Ohio State, <laughs> kumbaya. Yeah. They're in the top ten, they're in the driver's seat. Oh yeah, they're in the top three, if that's the case. Yeah. Undefeated, baby. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How about this one? So Mario Cristobal and Miami were leading 20 to 17 against Georgia Tech with about 30 seconds to go. Yellow Jackets were out of timeouts. All Miami had to do was take a knee. The game would have been over. Instead, called a handoff, which was fumbled. Four plays later, Georgia Tech scores on a 44-yard touchdown pass. Tim Hasselbeck was the analyst in the game. The AC Network said it's the worst coaching mistake he has seen in his lifetime. What do you think about all this, man? I, I got to tell you, I don't think he's wrong. I mean, that was one of the worst play calls of all. You want to talk about Marcus Freeman's play calls? You are more than welcome to do so. You want to talk about Jared Parker's play calls? You are more than welcome to do so. None of their calls were as bad as that one right there none zero how do you allow that to happen and you know who stripped him come on sean i know you know the answer to this i don't i don't actually paul mawala really yep 
I did not know that. Yep. The Penn High School. The oh, Penn uh, High School grad, Notre Dame, all the, you know. Idaho Vandal. Idaho Vandal. <laughs> yes. He's the one that stripped him of the ball and they recover. And then how did that kid get so wide open behind the defense? Well, that's I the mean, thing. It's like not only did you cow. fumble, but then you, I mean, you know, my geez. gosh. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, let's Let's remember. Mario Cristobal's got more experience than Marcus mm. Freeman as a head coach. Amazing. Amazing. The, the lesson to be learned here is that all coaches make bad calls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this was, this was, it, it very well might be, as he said, the worst decision. It, it's right up there. It's up you there, know, man. Like yeah. The miracle at the Meadowlands was the first one that comes to mind from the early 80s with Herm Edwards and the Eagles against the Giants. I don't know if Michael Hahn and any other Giants fans are still here or old enough to remember that. But I mean, that's it's the same type situation. Just take a knee. That's all yeah. you got to do. Yeah. Take a knee and the game is over. Man, I know. Terrible. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Phil Jerkovic is out as Pittsburgh's quarterback. Uh... He asked to move to tight end, but Pat Narduzzi said today he will not play tight end for the Pitt Panthers. Wow. I didn't. Okay. Uh, the blank is hilarious. That's new information. Just yes, got that last part today. No, that's hilarious. Uh, it, the, the, the fill in the blank is hilarious because how many times has Phil Dracovic been scheduled to play against Notre Dame once he left and it has fallen through every single time and it is comical it's comical how many times that has happened and the the manner in which that it has happened i mean just absolutely comical yep i wonder if we'll get a big ig post here in a couple of weeks oh you it's know, coming when he comes to it's town coming. and they're not playing shipping up to boston anymore over there are they <laughs> at notre dame stadium no more cultural misappropriation uh, or appropriation or whatever he called it Last year is just, I mean, <laughs> hilarious. I'm sorry. It is. It's, it, and like you said, the fact that, you know, he went to Boston College, it was all set for him to come in here and play Notre Dame last year. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. Transfers to Pitt. Oh, guess who's coming to Notre Dame yep. this year? Pittsburgh. Not nope. going to happen. Now, Something could happen to this other quarterback this week or next. This is true. No, could still end up out I mean, Pitt, there. Pitt is so. a terrible football team, so there, anything can happen. Yep. I say that now, and then they'll beat Notre Dame. But you know, oh my gosh, don't even, don't even. You just put that in the universe. I can't I even know. believe you did that. Well, major, major pain, pain already did. I, I read it. beats Freeman, people might riot. Whew, man. <laughs> yeah, starting with us. I mean, we're talking UConn, Syracuse territory at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah, goodness. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Appreciate you being here today. Uh, I'll, you know, glad you were able to to come in and vent. Yeah, seriously. A little bit I, more. I just want to say I've, I've been giving some people in the chat a hard time. I get where you guys are coming from. I, well, I, I do, do too. I totally understand where you guys are coming. You guys are diehard fans. That game was terrible, start to finish. It's hard to watch, and it felt like the last. I don't know, seven minutes or so of that game took about two hours to go by. It was horrible. It was long. And then doing a three-hour post-game show afterwards was even worse. You know, it really so, did. Because, man. like, I, I started writing my recap 
I yeah. can't remember how much time was that, but it was like the outcome was obvious at that point. And so I start writing my recap and it's like, man, is this game ever going to end like it's two horrible. series later? It's like, what is horrible. even going on with this game? Just horrible. end already. Like I wanted, man. like normally I want Notre Dame games to last as long as possible. Cause we only are, you know, as Marcus Freeman says, you're only guaranteed 12 and I enjoy them. I just wanted that game to be over and it was never freaking ending. So I understand where you guys are coming from. I love all of you guys. And uh, let's just say over the past week, I've just put it into perspective. And so I'm not as fired up about it as I normally am. Yeah. So I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And it's like, you know, I know there was a lot of back and forth between Notre Dame fans and Louisville fans on social media. And I'll tell you what, there were a lot of Notre Dame fans surprised to find out how much Louisville hated Notre Dame huh. and I realize they don't play that often in football but like having been around the Notre Dame Louisville with with some other sports that I've been associated with uh, there is there there is a lot of uh, venom on the Louisville side toward Notre Dame especially Crazy. when you go down there they get those yeah. they get their beer muscles flexed when you're down there I'll <laughs> tell you that much especially for women's basketball and baseball I, I remember it. I remember the baseball days back when they were both in the Big East, right? Weren't they both in the Big yeah. East? Yeah. Yep. And I, I remember those were some drop-down dragouts, man. Um, so, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I just forgot about it, if I'm being honest. I know. I know. <laughs> I, it just – it all came out – I guess they were – it sounded like they were just all over uh, Sam Hartman, you know, after the oh, game. He was bet. leaving the field and going through the tunnel. It's like, come on, man. It's just a game, guys. Like I, I get your passion, but like settle down. I, I've never felt that way after a win, where I need right. to like disparage. Why the are you still team. bitter after a win? Like, your right. team just won. Let it go, man. Right. You won. Like in like, how about you know Ryan Day win with class? How about that? Try that on for size. Oh, Oof. super chat at the last minute from David. He says, "Vince, my man, thinking of you and the family this past week. Hang in there." Appreciate it, man. Doing the best I can. Doing the best I can. This helps, believe it or not. Even though I look like I get upset, this actually helps. Good therapy. That's right. It is. Glad you're here. And uh, everyone, uh, of course, has been thinking of you and your family as well. So, yep. And happy birthday to you, boss. All right. Thank you, my man. I do Woo! appreciate it. Another year, another year older. I'll try to try to get a little sexier next year. We'll see what happens. <laughs> It's already done. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good night. Hit the like button on your way out and subscribe, rate, and review. And we will talk to you tomorrow. There will be whiteboard on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.
Thank you.